Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yingling Flight presents Sports Radio 610 live from Radio Row. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, here's Payne and Pendergast. All right, heading into the 9 o'clock hour, and um, I would say one of the most important angles with any football game, football season, fantasy football, certainly wagering as we come to you live from Las Vegas, brought to you by Yingling Flight here on Radio Row. Super Bowl coming up on uh, Sunday. We thank Yingling Flight. We thank the Low T Center for bringing us out here as well. Um, the injury angle. And joining us right now, one of the foremost authorities on injuries in the NFL. He's been a team doctor across multiple sports for a number of years and now has a website, SICscore.com, which kind of helps really uh, clarify and provide analysis on all the injury angles when it comes to uh, the NFL. Dr. David Chow joining us here on Radio Row. Dr. Chow, how are we doing? I'm doing great. Before we get started, are we going on the air recording or anything? No, or we're, we're good. We're, we're live. We're live. Yeah. There's no issues with the record button oh, this that's, time. Oh, all right. Yeah. I, I, oh, I that, was a, that was a zing I and set. I did an interview a <laughs> long time ago during COVID. Good job, Dr. Chow. Uh, with Dr. Chow for my podcast and uh, got done with him. Had a really nice one hour oh, long interview. It was, a, I don't know, because I didn't hit record. <laughs> yeah. And I never told uh, I never told Doctor Chow until a couple days ago. He, he told me. I'm really glad you told me a couple days ago because for years now, yeah, I just thought it stunk. You, I just thought you had no ribs. I had no pop at all. You yeah, know, as the cool kids say, yeah, as my kids yeah. teach me, like like yeah. I got no reverberation. Like I thought, Seth, you were big time, man. Yeah. You, I got nothing out of that podcast. Zero, yeah. not a single Twitter mention. I think, you had, I think you had actually followed up a few days later and were like, "How to, did you get any feedback?" And I just didn't. I ghosted you. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> oh, I just let it go. you didn't yeah. lie. You just no, didn't, didn't answer. Okay. Which is something we were talking about with you off air. Yeah. Which was about how coaches, most coaches, really don't like to lie. Yeah. And I didn't realize this about you because you do a really good job. You've got like a 95 plus percent success rate at diagnosing injuries just on game day looking at the injuries when you when you actually yes. put that out there but that you also one of the things you do with your analysis is you decipher whether coaches what coaches are saying or actually saying when they get up to the podium and uh, and kind of try to talk around injuries no question it, you know it's like a little lie detector if you when you know the medical facts and you know those certain words that they use you try and decode things look uh, you know uh, certain coaches Stay optimistic. Certain coaches talk around it. Well, I'm really hopeful that they're going to play this week. But even talking through injury reports, we talked earlier about one coach, head coach, that I know personally, and I won't throw him under the bus with this. He'll get up on the podium and say, yeah, I don't know about the injury. And I, I talked to him offline, and I said, Coach, I know what you do. He's like, what? You make a point after a game not to he- talk to the doctor or head athletic trainer until you, after your press conference. Yes. Yeah, so and he goes, not, bingo. So I'm not truthful. lying. Yeah, you know, he's I'm not being, lying. I'm being very truthful. But even little things like, think about this, you know, uh, for the Super Bowl. Jarek McKinnon has been activated to the practice window to come off IR 
because of the core muscle injury. Yeah. I've been saying, look, I don't think he's going to play. It's still early. The type of player he is, I don't think he's going to make it. But people are like, but then why would they activate him to the practice window? Now, this isn't coach speak, but yeah. why? Because this is the last game of the season. Why not? And if you don't activate him to the practice window, he's got to practice on the side on a separate field. Yeah. So at least now he can get worked in, and you can actually see in real time what he can do. There's no get harm. Get a much better feel. Yeah, it's not like you're using up your total number. Of, uh, yeah, all yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. So what's the uh, – I get, with D'Amico, it was interesting watching D'Amico this year because uh, I, I think D'Amico, like you said, most coaches really don't want to lie, and I think D'Amico falls into that category. There were a couple times this year where I felt like he – I can't even remember what they were, but he had no choice but to go into coach speak, which isn't lying necessarily, but it's uh, doing what you have to say to, to get by. Like, have you, have you gotten a beat on D'Amico at all yet? Not as much. Yeah. So just first year. And look, I don't call it lying. I call right. it doing your job. Yeah. I mean, you're protecting the information. Uh, pretty much every coach does it. And look, injury reports do it, too. Like, people always think Coach Belichick lies. He doesn't lie. Yeah. He just doesn't tell you anything. He just goes look at the injury report, and you've got 17 guys on there listed as questionable, and it's sort of like hide the bacon. Which one is really not (laughs) going to play? But, you know, the legality of questionable is that there's a small chance they might not play. Yeah. And legitimate to say questionable because there's no probable category. So they're not breaking the rules, and they're not lying. It's just it is a game of hide the bacon. And different coaches have different styles and different comfort levels. So we try and take all publicly available source information. We try and deal in insider knowledge from, quote, my time in the league, being in the room when it happened, so to speak, with Hamilton. You know, insider knowledge its as opposed to insider information. I'm not trying to violate HIPAA and anything like that. What about, oh, okay, what about this? What about the facial expression of the doctor or athletic trainer who's doing the examination? On the field, like when you're, they're doing that ACL test, because I feel like I can, because I've like I've torn my ACL a couple times. I feel like I know that look on the on a trainer's face where they don't, they can't tell you right in that moment, but you can see it in their eyes. One time there was a doc, and and you know we're at radio here, so you don't see it, but he yeah. did it and he went, oh, you know, that's a pretty good tell. But let me tell you something. When I was in the NFL, and I'm an old guy now, I wanted a tent on the sideline. Yeah. Sometimes we'd be examining guys in the end. We'd line up, you know, a couple of inactive players to like block the camera or block the sideline report. I'm like, and then you know, you know, and you know this too. Like, don't stand near the base of the Gatorade station, right? But yeah. can we give guys some privacy when <laughs> yeah, they need to go number yeah. one, right? I mean, or a groin wrap. But now I hate the blue tent. Because you go in the blue tent and I can't see anything. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, know, for box. what you do yeah. now, yeah. yeah so, so be careful what you ask for. During when I have a time like I wanted blue tent. Now I don't like the blue tent, and yeah. it's here. Yeah, I wonder how often they use the blue tent now to do their number one. Now they've got that available. That's the yeah. Thing. That's the standard. Is that now. it? Where yeah. it yeah. happens? You can see guys now? disappearing into right. He sure solo. has been in there for a while. I mean, it yeah. used to be hold up a couple towels, right? Back oh, and someone right. on yeah. one knee. Well, they caught that kicker the one time. Nick Novak, Chargers, and there were actually people that were like. Like at least fake outraged by it. Well, we guys do this like twenty times a game, yeah. well, like, easily. Yeah. They did him dirty by showing him on right, TV. Right, that, that, yeah. I mean, that happens all the time. Yeah, all the time. You got to know yeah. that. Yeah. But I got a better one for you, and you got probably. I won't say his name. I don't have permission, but he does have Texans roots. He doesn't use the in front of the Gatorade. He just 
because you're sweating and oh, whatever. Yeah. Travis, in your Travis in your pants. Is it Travis Johnson. Yeah, he knows Travis. Yeah, yeah. Travis. Yeah. Travis, Travis, Travis he brags about. Stop it. telling that story. Yeah, he yeah, brags yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you you can feel free to put it. Okay, in. okay. I didn't know he's yeah. bragging about, it, but I'm like, someday someday at like a family reunion, the grandkids would be like, "There's Grandpa Travis telling the story about peeing on his leg again." Well, as long as as long as it's telling the story, as opposed to there's Grandpa Travis peeing on his pants at the picnic. Well, that'll come at some point. That's right. Yeah, that's what he'll be bragging about. He'll have his right. Just like, like this. Yeah. Tra- tra- trap, I love you. Oh, you're, if you're listening, I love you, Trap. Where are you? We all love Trap. He's a Houston institution. <laughs> Dr. David Chow joining us here on um, on Radio Row. This is a pretty clean Super Bowl injury-wise right now, it feels like. Do you, would you agree with that? Yes and no. Okay. And I'll tell you why. First of all, all Super Bowls are relatively clean. Why? Because if you're injured, you don't get here. Yeah. For example, in the wild card round for Sports Injury Central, we, you know, we using our algorithm and injuries and so forth, there were clearly three outliers that weren't going to win or cover. The Miami Dolphins, Philadelphia Eagles, and against Houston, the Cleveland Browns. Well, they all lost in the first round in the wild card round. So you can't pick against them again. They're out. Yeah. And so yeah. the next round we picked against Buffalo because of some new linebacker injuries. So every year as you get to the Super yeah. Bowl, you kind of got to get healthier unless it's a last-minute injury that you prevail Self-fulfilling through. prophecy, right? Yes, but there are some things. You know, Joe Thune, obviously some D-line death. McKinnon we covered and mm-hmm. CMC should be fine. So there are some issues to talk about. But, yeah, in general, this is not like one of those lopsided injury games. And it never is. Yeah. I guess the one guy I was curious about was Willie Gay, uh, just because he didn't play in the last round with that neck injury. Well, you know, Willie Gay, I'm not worried about at all (laughs) right uh, now. Linebacker for the Chiefs. Yeah, and, and, you know, it was a big deal to me that he didn't play against the Ravens in terms of his spy duties for Lamar. which was another reason it was weird that the Ravens didn't run Lamar at all. Yeah, Yeah, and, and I thought that was going to be big but you know i always speak about the magical healing powers of the extra week before the super bowl yeah. everyone wants yeah. to, everyone wants to play through he's going to play through his neck will be fine and, and you know on the other side the 49ers dre greenlaw's neck i think from his stinger will be fine hmm. greenlaw was one um yeah when greenlaw went out in that game you know i knew it was a stinger because i've had a bunch of stingers yeah. is that you could tell he was in a lot of pain, but he was laughing at the same time. Where, like, you get that pain. Every time you get a stinger, it hurts just as much as the first time. But you know that it's, like, it's the most extreme agony that you know is going to pass. And he had that look about him. Yeah. Is that, uh, like, that's one where the facial expression probably helps. Huh? Well, we always say judge the injury rather than the reaction to the yeah, injury. Yeah. Because sometimes you'll see a player slam his helmet and you'll think, oh, my gosh. But, no, they're just upset that yeah, something yeah, happened. Yeah, or, yeah. or, you know, they're limping. Well, did they pull up limping on their hamstring because they caught it right at the moment before a bad tear? Or did they rip it to shreds and they're limping, right? Mm -hmm. And the emotions and this, that. So, look, we've seen players get carted off and return to the same game. So you can't really judge by that, per se. Uh, You know, we know that, too, because... uh because we watched James Harden for years go completely <laughs> yeah. motionless for yeah. like three minutes at a time. Well, I remember the first come time. Come back and drop 40. Yeah, the first time. He, <laughs> he, he, was, he was very dramatic in that regard. Yeah. 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 Uh, Dr. David Chow joining us here on Radio Row. I'm curious, uh, as Aaron Rodgers was going through his saga during the year of rehabbing that, that uh, torn Achilles that he, that he tore four plays into the season, um, and then the intimations down the stretch that he might come back at some point, did you ever think he was going to come back this season? I actually did say it the day of. So in game, we're like, that's an Achilles tear. 
And uh, right after the game, when Coach Sala basically confirmed it, look, you don't need an MRI to know it's an Achilles tear. Okay. So it's it's what's well, another coach speak? We're waiting for the MRI. No, yeah. Look, I, there was never a time when there wasn't an ACL tear in Achilles that wasn't diagnosed before we were off the field, mm. much less after an MRI. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's just coach speak and team speak. We're waiting for the MRI. But once he said that, I actually tweeted out, very unfortunate injury for week one, but the upside here is it's not impossible if things break Aaron Rodgers' way with the injury, the surgery, the recovery, and the Jets make the playoffs yeah. that he could return. Now, I wasn't saying December or late December. I was saying early January, not that far off. And part of the reason is, and this is where I think what I do from being leaked, not all injuries are the same on everybody. When you're a quarterback, if he's a DB, he's done. If yeah. you're a D lineman, you're done. Okay, Ed rusher, you're done. But because it's on a quarterback and it's on his front leg, and he has a strong arm, I thought it would be possible. If you remember, the next day, the big question was, and you know, even you know, when a McAfee, the set's right there, they're getting ready. The, the number one question they had for me is, is Aaron Rodgers done? Because he'll be 40 by the time yeah. he returns. I'm like, Aaron Rod- Achilles' recovery is reliable, and even if Aaron Rodgers is a quarter step slow when he comes back, at the age of 40, he's still faster than Tom Brady at 45. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, yeah, I mean, sure. you know, I, I didn't see it as an issue for next year. And I said early on, look, it's not because of the speed bridge surgery. That surgical procedure and technique is 15 plus years old. Yeah. It's because of the rehab that he did with some of the blood flow optimization training and other things. And also because of the position he plays and because an 85% Aaron Rodgers is pretty good. And, you know, once again, front foot and the whole thing. But it was a moot point because the Jets weren't going anywhere. Yeah, that's right. so. so what you do at uh, Sports, in- Sports Injury Central, SICscore.com, um, we were talking about this beforehand. I didn't realize that 70% of gambling is in, in game now. Well, in, in Europe, 70 to 80% is in game. Okay. FanDuel tells us in New Jersey when there's mobile app gaming, yeah. it's 50%. Okay. Look, if you're in a sports. Pretty high still. Look. In California, it's not legal, so I don't gamble at all. But if you're sitting in a sports book on yeah. Super Bowl Sunday or any NFL Sunday and you want to get in a halftime wager, you got to get in line at the two-minute warning to get to the front, yeah. even if you're in the sports book. Yeah. So mobile app is ultimately how it's going to unlock all the in-game so stuff. So for what for you, you do, especially like when you're able to diagnose or, um, or, or you know, give your – you approximately, you, your thought about what the injury might be, um, that's the real value you're finding with, uh, or, yeah. or one of the big values you're finding with your Well, down, down, downstream, it's yeah. going to be in-game injury stuff, and everyone yeah. will start to try and get into it. When I started doing this, the big boys like Schefter and Rapsheet never talked about an injury in-game, but now sometimes they do when it's like an Aaron Rodgers and other yeah. things because everyone, it's like a, right now, society and thing but right now one of our biggest things is everyone knows if the quarterback is out and the line adjusts but do you really know that the two offensive linemen are out and two others have flipped positions because of the whole now you're a hot mess you know the cluster injuries or the unseen injuries that's right i'm so naive too like just every now and then randomly i don't usually like live tweet that much during games but if i'm at the game and i see like the left guard go in the tent I just put like yeah, left guards in the tent, and uh, it, it took somebody had to explain to me why that got like a lot of two hundred retweets. Yeah, you know, like oh yeah, the gambling, oh, a lot okay, of engagement, yeah. yeah, a lot of engagement. <laughs> hey, before we let you go, Doctor Chow, I do we got to make sure we mix in at least one Texans injury here. I would say of all the Texans injuries where they were season ending, the one that was most impactful and the players the most popular was rookie wide receiver Tank Dell who broke his leg 
in a, at the bottom of a pile against the Denver Broncos. Now, since then, we, he's been seen out in public walking around. He's not on crutches or anything like that. But we know speed's a big part of his game. Any concern level? Is that a, an injury that is, has a pretty high level of him getting back to where he was just fine? It has really good recovery. The yeah. only issue and worry there is he makes his living off of his quickness. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so if he's doesn't have all of that burst in quickness. That's a concern. He's not making big body catches in place. But the recovery is very reliable. That injury in some ways is similar to what happened to, let's say, Dak Prescott. Everyone okay. talked about that. The rec- so in it, but the recovery is not just the bone. It's the soft tissue around it and the ligament. So he's walking around. It's a good sign. I expect him to be ready to go for next season. But you got to understand, in this league, you know, it's like a tiny difference from from being a pro bowler to a guy and a tiny difference from being a guy and being out of the league. Now, so I hope and I'm expecting Tank Dell, given his age and everything, he's going to be fine. But my only worry is because of his speed and quickness, just want to be sure that that all comes back is all. Dr. David Chow, you can get him on Twitter at ProFootballDoc on uh, Twitter and SICScore. Dr. Chow, always great to see you. Appreciate you spending some time with us. Thank you, guys. All right, good stuff. All right, Dr. David Chow joining us here on Radio Row. That was good. Good information. Check out the website. It's pretty cool. SICscore.com, especially in advance of the game on uh, Sunday. All right, coming up next, uh, let's circle back to the Texans. We're going to get to this game in the final segment. Final thoughts on the game, where we think this thing goes on Sunday, who we're rooting for in the game, maybe specific folks. But up next, I took my hyperbolic statement earlier and put it to the people. Was last night the greatest night in the history of the Houston Texans? What are the people saying? That is next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yingling Flight presents Sports Radio 610 live from Radio Row. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, here's Payne and Pendergast. All right, Payne and Pendergast with you. Yingling Flight bringing us here all week long. We uh, have really enjoyed uh, being out here on Radio Row in Vegas thanks to Yingling Flight. And you can watch us on the stream, on YouTube, and Twitch all day long. Seth and I are done in a couple segments here, but the fellas will be here all day long. In the loop, the guys are in the building. Uh, at least I think. I see well, Lopez. I see Lopez there. Yeah. yeah, hopefully Landry's got his Uber situation squared away today. 
Uh, maybe he called his Uber like two hours before the show this time around. That kind you know, of I remember thing. the scariest moment I ever had, Sean, yeah. was I showed up at the studio one day. and uh, Back then, uh, Job Tennant was our producer. And um, Job came in looking very concerned. I was like, Job, do you have like prostate cancer or something? He's like, You're, um, you guys are in the woodlands today. Uh, oh, is this you and Mike? That's, that's far away from where I am right now. <laughs> and uh, that was back when I rode my bike to work. So I just like so you I did the quick the math in my head and knew that I couldn't make it to the woodlands on my bicycle in time. Ubered? But I Ubered up and it was it was tight. I ended up having to, like I had like the Uber drop me off like the closest spot that looked like it was close to the clubhouse, but everything was roped off and everything. And I sprinted, but I made it on time. <laughs> was this I made for, it to the show? So on this time. was at a golf course. It sounds like yeah, right? it was for the Ooh. the seniors to the uh, champions oh, the, tour. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh wow. But yeah. you made it. I made it. Okay. I made it. Yeah. yeah. Good job. Good yeah. job by you. Um, so, uh, Yingling Flight, got to make sure to mention the folks at the Low T Center as well. We really thank them for helping send us here. And our friends at Bull Shirts for providing our gear that you see us on the YouTube and Twitch wearing. The big game will be on our station this Sunday. We'll dig into the, the Super Bowl in the final segment of the show. But Solostove.com helping uh, bring you the big game here on Sports Radio 610. Um, so, Andre Johnson goes into the Hall of Fame last night. C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson win offensive and defensive rookie of the year. Probably one of the things that maybe we've underplayed today based on my kind of monitoring the reaction. I I watched the honors last night, Seth, till 8 o'clock, and then I kind of spent the next hour just seeing how people were reacting to yeah. it. There were a lot of people that were angry that D'Amico Ryans did not get the Coach of the Year award as mm-hmm. well. Probably, I would say, made even more angry once they learned that he actually tied for it but lost it on a tiebreaker of first-place votes. For those who haven't seen D'Amico Ryans and Kevin Stefanski had the exact same point total in the Coach of the Year voting. You vote for first, second, and third place, 50 media members, and they tied with 165 points, but Kevin Stefanski had one more first place vote than D'Amico Ryans. I'm going to be honest with you, that I was really surprised, pleasantly surprised, that it was as close as it was. Same. Just because in general... It seems like usually the Coach of the Year award is uh, has it's a, got a multi-year flavor to it. Like a guy, um, it's not usually like newcomer of the year. It's even if it's a guy who's in his first year as a coach, it's a guy who's been around a while, like a Bruce Arians um, or or something like that. So I, that's where I, I I was skeptical that D'Amico was going to get as as much love as he did. Mm-hmm. Not that it would have been undeserved at all, but Kevin Stefanski, because of those obstacles that he faced, um, and it's because he's been up there a few years and things were so far away from where he went. Um, so it's, it's that much more impressive that D'Amico was as close as he was. He's actually a two-time winner now, Stefanski, of Coach of the Year. Oh, then, oh. He won it in 2020. Right, he did, didn't he? he oh, yeah. When he was a newcomer. Yeah, yeah. So it, I, I oh, think, that blows my mind. Okay, I'm, well, I, I was, I'm I both wrong I, in my take. My well, take sucks, and Kevin Stefanski sucks. Uh, no, no, you're th- I think your theory holds Sean, water. into my negativity here. You, <laughs> I, think, I don't think it's a bad theory. Yeah. I just think it just so happens one of the outliers happened to win the award this year. I think it was as simple as it came down to that game in Week 16. Yeah. I think by that point, it had been narrowed down to Shane Steichen, Kevin Stefanski, and D'Amico Ryans. And D'Amico basically had a round robin in the last three weeks of the season against those yeah. two guys. So, oh, And Kevin Stefanski somehow managed to beat a team led by two backup quarterbacks. Yeah. All right, then just fine. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. I've, I've completely flipped on this. I'm at right now. I'm furious. <laughs> You're right there I with the internet. I forgot that he'd won one yeah, already. Yeah, what the hell is that? Yeah, he's won, two, he's won two Coach of the Year awards, and he's won one playoff game. <laughs> How crazy is Kevin that? Kevin Stefanski has more Coach of the Year awards, as many as Bill Belichick. Right, right. Yeah, or does Belichick have three? I don't know. I think know. Belichick's only got two. Still, it's just weird. Oh, Belichick's got three. Okay. All right. Well, at least that makes well, sense. He's one away from catching Belichick. <laughs> he's one away from <laughs> – yeah. you could do the old Pat Mahomes. Like, yeah. He's he is closer to catching Belichick and Coach of the Year awards than Mahomes is to catching Brady in Super Bowl. Oh, it's not even close. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Stefanski, what yeah. a guy. Yeah. So, um, so my hyperbole early in the show, hyperbole, I yeah. fully believe, is that last night was the greatest night in the history of the Houston Texans because it's a combination of Andre Johnson going into the Hall of Fame. Which, let's be honest, this is the closest thing the Texans have to a Super Bowl right now. Mm-hmm. Is Andre Johnson going into the Hall of Fame as the first Texan to go in the fr- the one thing that is unifying everybody and everybody's going to go to one place to go celebrate is Andre Johnson going to the Hall of Fame. Add that to draft night 2024, 2023 yeah. turning into offensive and defensive rookie of the year 2024. I ask the people. Was last night the greatest night in the history of the Houston Texans? 500 votes in, 80.1%. Yeah. Bless and anoint my take and say, yes, Sean, it is the greatest night in the history of the Houston Texans. You know what it is, Sean? I've been thinking about this for a few hours. And um, I don't don't disagree, and I guess that's part of it, is that I feel... it feels that I do, it's almost something like I don't want to celebrate that part of it. Like, can we just enjoy it for being for what it is and it is fun? But that saying this is the greatest night or the greatest day is like a punctuation point on the fact that they haven't actually really accomplished anything for sure. yet as a franchise. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I don't. I don't feel like that aspect of it is what needs to be celebrated. Yeah, uh, the like the, the just like celebrating and feeling like oh this is awesome. This is way different. Than oh, where you're we saying were. I did. Why do you have to draw a comparison to it, Sean? Why but, does it have to be like power ranked when it's so clearly below what so many other franchises have accomplished, which would be a Super Bowl victory? Because that's what I you do. I, I, I power <laughs> rank things. <laughs> it's a, it, it feels like That's a, a simple answer. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It feels like you know what? It feels like you're walking into a party and be like, yeah. As a as a as a 38 year old, be like, got to second base last night. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of that? I'm uh, the hottest 38 year old at this college party. <laughs> greatest night ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 40 year old virgin. Um, it was a great night. Now I, I'm glad Andre got into the Hall of Fame this time around for a couple of reasons. One. I'll be honest with you, all you Colts fans and you Rams fans that are all up in arms about Reggie Wayne and Torrey Holt not getting in, Andre Johnson's better than those two guys. Yeah. I'm glad he slid right past them on the HOV lane and got into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> the other thing, um, in looking at who's eligible next year for the Hall of Fame for the first time, I, I don't know if I was going to be able to deal with an Andre Johnson-Eli Manning comp going in. and Eli's eligible for the first time next year, and there's a lot of people that think Eli Manning is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Some even think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer because he's a two-time Super Bowl MVP. And does does Joe Thomas become eligible next year? Joe's in. He's in already? Yeah, well, he in. He, he in he last went, year? He went in last year. Yeah, who's year. eligible next year? Here are the first-timers that are eligible next year. Okay. Eli Manning, mm-hmm. who I shouldn't get in. Luke Keekley, oh, who yeah. should be able to just crab walk in if he wants to. Uh, Adam Vinatieri. Oh, that's a tough what one. What do we do with Adam Vinatieri? Uh, do wait his turn. If yeah, I think so. It's like if kicker. it's the right time next year, then so be it. If not, then Terrell yeah. Suggs. Um, T Sizzle. Oh yeah, I guess I don't know if he'll go in for. Well, I he think he's an be. eventual. Yeah, yeah, he'll definitely make it at some point. Marshall Yonda is an interesting one. 
the guard, longtime guard for the Ravens, mm-hmm. he is a pro bowler and an all pro, if I remember correctly, Seth, way more than people would remember. Because it's, you know, as positions go, it's not the sexiest position out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he played guard for a number of years on some He really was like, uh, the, the big one is, okay, can you count up all pros? Because guys that have multiple all pros are, uh, and he was. Several years in a row, all pro. He I was two time first team, five time second team all pro oh, throughout okay. the in, practically the entire yeah. decade of 2011 through 2019. Eight time pro bowler, all decade team. That's a big one. Yeah. Um, and um, and he was on a Super Bowl champion Ravens. Uh, Suggs is an interesting one because he was like he was all pro once, um, but like obviously a boatload of boatload of uh, sacks, sacks, and also just on. I think part of his. Is that he was just consistently on really good defenses, mm-hmm. um, and like looked as obviously like one of the key cogs on those like, like uh, over a decade of top defenses. Yeah, um, and then you had it wherever he is on the career sack record. But I, I don't think he's necessarily a slam dunk first ballot. But we'll make it in over the course of few, yeah. He feels years. he feels a little like Freeney, who just got in this time. You yeah. know, like a bunch of sacks, good pass rusher on some a really good era of football for his organization. There were good pass rushing defenses, whereas the Ravens are more solid through like a more actual like formidable defense. Earl Thomas, yeah. Where are you on Earl Thomas? Do you want his? Resume here for a second. Like number of all pros. Three-time first team, two-time yeah. second team all pro. So basically five-time all pro. He's on an incredible defense, stretch yep. of defenses in the Legion All-decade team, yeah. seven-time pro bowler. Yes, Legion of Boom. Yeah. You, you, when you get things like the Steel Curtain and the Purple People Gotta Leaders. Get and a nice nickname behind it there. Yeah, yeah, he's got that going for him. So he'll make it. So, I do, yeah, I'm glad that um, I'm glad that Andre got in for his This is going to be tougher for Reggie Wayne next year, I think, than it is Dude. this year. They got, I mean, you got in a special teamer this year yeah. um, and the number of receivers putting up big numbers is like it's almost like Andre got it it's like when you show up at a restaurant and like you you there you're there it's a le- restaurant that normally has a really long wait but you get there yeah. and you're like oh cool I can sit right down and you sit down and 15 minutes later you look and there's a line out the door it's like man good thing I got in here when I did when you think about all the wide receivers are going to start popping up that put up these Intergalactic these, like, these stats. stats since yeah. they changed the rules. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, a lot of Andre's resume is built on he's 11th all-time at this, he's 9th all-time at that. Mm-hmm. Um, those those numbers are going to start. People are going to start. Reggie Wayne and, and Torrey Holt are going to start to get surpassed by a lot of guys pretty soon. So uh, I'm glad Andre got in when he did. We're happy about that. And happy for C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson, too. The future, very, very bright. With the Houston Texans. All right, um, up next, let's, um, we've, uh, we've not dug into this game on a football Friday yet. We've dug into it all week long, but let's get on the record here with what we think happens on Sunday. Are there anybody across these two teams that we will actually be happy for, openly happy for on Monday, if their teams win the game? Seth and I will dissect coming up next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Yingling Flight presents Sports Radio 610 live from Radio Row. Coming to you live from Las Vegas. Here's Payne and Pendergast. All right, I'll just I'll cut right to the chase. I'm on the 49ers in the Super Bowl on uh, Sunday, a game you can hear on Sports Radio 610, 5:40 kickoff local time in Houston. Um, I'm going to dip right back into the well, Seth. I picked against the Chiefs uh, in Buffalo. I picked against the Chiefs in Baltimore. I'm due at some point here. I am due at some point picking against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm picking the Chiefs. Are you? Yes, okay. I am. I, the, the now talk Chiefs, me into the Chiefs now. Okay, for one, uh, the Chiefs' defense has been slept on. I was one of them. Sleep. I, I was sleeping on the, the Chiefs' defense for far too long. I think that Steve Spagnuolo, like I've always wanted, with Steve Spagnuolo, there's always a little bit of a fear in me that at some point the bubble's going to burst. Like, okay, you can't fly that close to the sun with these blitzes and, and what have you without being uh, torn apart at some point. But you know what? This year they've got the talent on the back end to do it and get away with it. And I think they're going to they're gonna be able to get pressure on Brock Purdy, and they're going to they're gonna be a headache for Brock Purdy. The other side of it is that... The 49ers run defense. By now, it's not really a secret. And I say I'll credit Robert Hensley towards the end of the season. uh, I was talking to him about it. Like, the 49ers run defense not being as good as the statistics would show. Yeah. Because basically the 49ers uh, have had these game flows where other teams have been having to be in passing mode more so than run run the ball mode. Uh, I I don't know about that 49ers defensive line versus the Kansas City Chiefs and, and really Isaiah Pacheco uh, is in that rushing offense and the way they've looked as of late. So um, that's why I'm going with the Chiefs. Yeah, the, um, the most interesting matchups to me are the two tight ends going yeah. against the linebackers of these two teams Yeah, because they're pretty good coverage. You know, the linebackers right. in these teams are pretty good in coverage, and I think of all the offensive players across yeah. both sides, minus the quarterbacks, the tight ends are the two biggest topics. I guess, and, and that's the part for me where, yes, Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw are awesome but, like, they're asking Fred Warner to do the job of the defensive tackles in front of him while also being awesome in coverage. And then the big thing, especially, is that, like, the 49ers have been pretty basic and playing a lot of zone. They have not disguised their coverages a lot. I don't think they do it as much or as effectively as D'Amico did with the 49ers. And if you show, like, if you show Pat Mahomes what you're doing and what you're doing is zone, that's a dicey place to be. And uh, it's just I'm not I don't I just don't feel rock solid about this 49ers defense versus Pat Mahomes and the, and the way the, the the Kansas City's been playing as of late because the the combo of, like you said all right great 
cover those tight ends from the the Kansas City tight ends. Isaiah Pacheco uh, is going to run through three tackles and get fifteen yards on you. You know, as you're busy as you're busy playing. Coverage. Isn't it crazy? Like two seventh round second year guys are two of the like the the key guys in the matchups. But Brock yeah. Purdy obviously is the quarterback yeah. on the Niners, but Isaiah Pacheco is a seventh round second year guy too. That's pretty. It's uh, it's pretty wild. You're picking the Chiefs. Are you rooting for the Chiefs? No, no, God, no, no. Okay. I really, really want. It. I'm picking like the. I'm making a financial decision in uh, in betting on the Chiefs, but I would love for yeah. I uh, I want I want the 49ers. You want to the forty nine? I really, really win. want the 49ers to win. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very comfortable. Sean, I've been in this business long enough that I can uh, I can actually actively hope that I'm wrong about things. Sure, I don't have any ego tied up in it. That's just the way I see it playing out. Uh, that's my my rational decision is that I think the Chiefs have a better chance of winning, but I really really hope I'm wrong on that. Yeah, yeah. The only person on the Chiefs I would be happy for if they won, I think, would be Andy Reid. I'm not wild about you know. There's nobody on the Chiefs. I, I think yeah. Mahomes is corny. Um, um, there's no player that I openly despise or hate, but I like Andy Reid. I've grown to like Andy Reid. Yeah, um, I like him. Yeah. I don't. He doesn't need this though. Okay, uh, I, I can be. I can like. I'd him be happy be for him. Yeah, I'm not going to lose sleep if they don't win, but I'd be happy for him. Yeah. I, like, I like his State Farm commercials. I'd like him to stay hungry. He does a thing where he walks his fingers up to the nuggets on the table. That's pretty funny. I'd like that. I know. I'd like that to be the indication that he started taking. He started uh, having too big of an ego this yeah. year. Yeah. That was one of the things that led them to being a disappointment. Landry's standing behind me with a headset on. i got to turn yes, around. Yes, I here. am. Yes, yeah, I am. Is there a reason why? Or is um, it... I'm just uh, creeping over here. Okay, I, don't know. Yeah. I don't know where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. How are we doing, fellas? We're doing great, man. Yeah? Great night yesterday. Yeah, what happened? How'd it go? Oh, I'm, I'm just talking about the Texans. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I thought yeah. you meant like you. I, well, I, it feels like everybody I talk to has a good gambling story from last night. Well, yeah. uh, wifey is in town, and I, I went to bed probably 12. She came in at like 545. <laughs> no way. <laughs> a slice of pizza. Are you serious? I was checking on her every hour, but she came in at 545. She got away from the baby, and she's just living her best life. What was she doing for those five Playing hours. roulette. Okay, so she was gambling. Yeah, playing roulette, slots, all that. <laughs> she told you she was gambling. Yeah. 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 Who knows? <laughs> That's what she said she was doing. Yeah. There's some pizza there. Yeah. Okay. That is, yeah, good for her. That's yeah. awesome that she uh, actually gets some time to herself. We'll, we'll see if it's good for her in about an hour or so. Respect. Yeah, no kidding. Two hours. Why do you, you got to busy day planned well i mean i don't know how she's going to be feeling today <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair point and you had a good night last night i had a great night last night yeah. i can't believe it uh, i was always set up to at least two or three days lose and get out of here with a little bit of my money yeah dude i, I lost the first day and i won four straight days was it your fishing trip that turned things around for you actually i said this the other day i'd rather trade a bad fishing trip for for four out of five days of winning gambling yeah uh, that's, yeah. that's a rarity for me to trade, right. trade fishing because your fishing trip sucked yeah it was yeah. bad it was yeah. bad but it was gorgeous well, it's so probably I'm, like I'm, I'm glad i went it's something like after a big rain like that is it maybe i was thinking that too it? yeah a because lot of mud and everything the water just, was really moving yeah uh, into the into the into lake mead I've uh, listened to enough of Captain Mickey that I've, I've picked well, up on these things. You need to listen to the Bite Me podcast, and you could have picked up on it. I'm ah. sorry. <laughs> Subscribe wherever you get your That's podcast. A That's it, a it, shot. It's a, no, 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 no. I listen to Captain Mickey because he's on before I know, us. I know, I'm not actively going out seeking information. But if I were, I'd go to the Bite Me podcast. You're darn right you yeah. would. All right, so I have uh, dished out a bit of hyperbole today. Really? That, um, yeah, that, I'm curious what you guys think about this. 
Uh, I thought last night was the greatest night in the history of the Houston Texans. Between wow. Andre think, going into the Hall of Fame and their you, two Andrew. rookies. This is ridiculous. This thing, thank Winning you, this is, this is dramatic. Thank you. Oh, I'm so happy. I've never been so happy for Landry. I'm, I'm all about the overhype, but that's, that's ridiculous, Sean. What's a better one? <laughs> Who won Rookie of the Year last year? Uh, Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner. The year before that. You don't remember. Who well, cares? If you, <laughs> rookie of the year, who cares? I'm just talking about what it means for the trajectory of the franchise, plus Andre Johnson. You're, you're cherry-picking. Andre going into the Hall him. of Fame. Here's another hyperbole. We knew that was going to happen. Here's another we hyperbole for you. For you. Uh, uh, spoil sport. Uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, Andre Johnson going into the Hall of Fame is the closest thing that this franchise has to a Super Bowl. Let me, let right I know, but that's exactly why I don't want to celebrate it as that. Can you not just let us enjoy it without also saying, basically you're proclaiming that, hey, it's the greatest day in Franchise history. It's kind of sad. It just punctuates the fact. Me, I don't even want to say it's sad. It's just, but it punctuates the fact that, like, okay, yeah, but there are many greater things to accomplish than that. I, I, let me fall in the middle because I think the middle is where I, I, I think the reality is mm-hmm. for the organization. It's it's on the it's on the top five six list somewhere in there. Because when I say when I think greatest moment in the history of the Texans, I'm thinking on the field. You know, mm-hmm. like like a, like an accomplishment. But for the organization, I think this is the ultimate validation. We're real. We got a Hall of Famer. Yeah. You know, we got another rookie of the year. We got another rookie of the year. So, so if you were, if you were to say one of the top five moments in the history of the organization, yeah, I said top the best night in the history of the organization. You know, you know, I wouldn't I, put it best night, but yeah. top five of the organization. I'm yeah. with you. Can I yeah. just say though, like that? I'm so glad I've been sitting here for four hours, like having this internal dialogue monologue with myself of like God I'm, why am I such a jerk Lucky, I was going to do it every, I was going to do it every like, hour I'm like, why am I such back. a jerk that I got to be like a buzzkill and everything and I was trying so hard not to be and I thought I was alone in this so okay I feel I feel I feel better now okay. thank you yeah uh, I stayed away from it for a couple of hours. I brought, I brought it <laughs> oh, back I around. You brought I told you you could talk about it and everything. I just wasn't. I gonna... put it to the people. I put a poll up. You That's what I do when I need validation on what I said. Like WWE. Yeah. Yeah. You, came in yeah. late, you came in late. How the That's eighty percent agreed with me. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. So right. I don't think I'm being crazy here, but that, that's that's how I felt legitimately last night. Like this, this is. This is a really, really cool night to be a Houston Texan fan. You got Andre Johnson into the Hall of Fame on the same night yeah. where, and I just, and I started going through my brain, like, are, when are nights that I felt, like, felt better? You know, like, I guess playoff wins and things like this that. Draft night, wins not, the regular. Is draft night not better than I this? feel like this is sort of an epilogue to draft night. You know what I mean? Like, they're attached, but draft night's up there. But if I said draft night, you would say, okay, we have a franchise where the, your draft night is, <laughs> you're picking second and third is the, is, is your best thing. <laughs> but it, we're just talking thing. about an award, though. You know, it's just rookie of the year. Okay. Okay. Well, that, I mean, the, the draft night's the night you picked them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I like that too. Draft night got voted moment of the year in Houston this past year. You know, yes, it did. in a year where they made it to the we ALCS. Suck. We suck. Yeah. <laughs> so it's either a combination of me hating power rankings in general, and or that, like, I, and apartment. I'll be honest with you. And it wasn't like I was afraid like other stations were listening or anything. It really was like because I don't think it, we're more spread out. I don't think anybody can really hear. But I am like I'm looking around and I'm seeing like oh uh, Dallas, Dallas, San, San Francisco, Francisco, Kansas City, like right. all within proximity of us. Oh, and yeah. I'm like I would like this to not be the greatest night. Or at least like I don't need to. Like, I don't want to like bake a 18 layer cake about it and everything. Like I want to just I want this to be an awesome build 
building block into something that like you would celebrate as the greatest. I feel thing. like I've spoiled this for you. I feel like I've spoiled Andre going <laughs> into the Hall have. of Fame. I, I feel like have. I have legitimately. Yeah. I feel like I've. Spoiled it's, you know why? Yeah, it's a, it's the same as like when you're <laughs> arguing against various guys going into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. It ends up feeling like you're. You're, you're like it feels like I'm hating on Reggie Wayne. Yeah. When even though no, I think Reggie Wayne was awesome, but I like somebody else better. Yeah. Right. So like in the uh, in the induction of Andre, it feels like I'm all of a sudden pit against that uh, because I'm debating about whether or not it's the greatest night in history. Where I'd rather have that just stand on its own. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Um, it was a pretty damn cool night, though. I think it we can all agree. Cool. On was that it the coolest then. night? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I it honestly was. now what I did say was in terms of my excitement about like the actual team and where it was going. I felt like draft night was a bigger night. Okay. Like I like. End of season awards really don't do it for me. Like yeah. it's like okay, they're voted on. Like what are we? We just won the like the oh the East German judge voted our uh, voted the somersaults better in this routine. It's a postseason award. I, know. I like actual championships and playoff victories. Yeah, yeah. Um, the move in the draft, even though it's not an award or, or a victory of any sort, that was like an aggressive move. Even the playoff win, even the playoff win over the Browns. Yeah. I, I yeah. could listen to that. Night. I could listen to the playoff win over the yeah. Browns. You know, I'm did. sure I said after that game that it was maybe the Look, greatest well, game that I've been to. I did in the last tw- twelve years. Uh, part or of this is too, you know what? Any any post any type of award, it's like oh oh a validation by my peers. Oh oh, this is so nice. <laughs> oh, can I cry? Like it's like winning an Oscar. Or I kind of feel like he's hiking his leg on your sack too. If we're being honest, Which like uh, the the, oh, yeah. the first game in franchise history. <laughs> since sack I kind of feel like this is a subtle <laughs> thing. We got enough sad issues sad. going on right now. I don't need you drawing it, him it, personally. It, into it all it. comes together. Yeah, I kind of feel like this is a shot. I know you guys know I don't even like that. Like I don't like talking about that. <laughs> In fact, we're going to be prepared because on Monday we're doing six segments but, on but, your but show. But that is know. where I'm. But that's where I'm a little weird though. Like I like I used to. I used to skip like postseason awards in high school and stuff. Like I just wouldn't go to the awards. Yeah, I think you're an outlier when it comes to people liking awards and stuff. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. you're stuck with the wrong guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, me and Lopez are arguing this. We're we're just going to argue this the whole show. Oh, we're going to power rank things that Seth hates. <laughs> um, so we know o- what number one is. O- overall, <laughs> overall, his co-host yeah. right now. Uh, overall, what's your grade on Vegas for this week? Oh man, uh, you, you're asking the wrong guy. A plus. I mean, it was uh, it, it was beginning to end. Yeah, uh, just fantastic food. Thank you to Landry. Good job with the food, uh, the Landry. The gambling, the hotel. You know, I figured out something last night that yeah. I I think I'm going to change my view. I used to like to stay at the Mirage and Caesars. I used to stay there and I like there, but. It is hard to get to the street from those hotels. Yeah, link yeah. is yeah. The link you just boom. Yeah, you're right there Dude, on the street. Planet Hollywood is is the yeah. go to. I was there okay. yesterday. Oh. Like I went to Caesars. It's a half a mile. Yeah. to get to the street. I don't say. really. I'm, I don't worry about the obesity ec- epidemic in America anymore. Because like, I, hey, if people can handle walking around this damn place, yeah. <laughs> like I feel like I'm pretty fit and I walk a lot. Yeah, uh, and yeah. it's kind of taxing. I was just like I trudging to. Yeah. Vegas. I wanted to go to Caesars at least once, and I was just going, "Good lord!" Yeah, so yeah. These people, everybody's fine. If you can go to Vegas, that's your fitness yeah. test. You're fine. Everything looks further than it normally. Hotel is. obviously good for that reason. Yeah, hotel was good. I liked yeah. that the hotel you could just get on a table or whatever you wanted to play whenever. Yep. Whenever I was down there, yep. you could just jump on a table and you could play. Better limits, reasonable limits. Yeah, Dude, yeah. I, can I got do, a story I can about do, Caesars. I can do. 
$15. What was the limits over at Caesars? The, the smallest limit on craps was $50 a hand. And you played. Minimum. And, and you I sat end, down. Well, yeah, I ended up playing. Yeah. <laughs> and winning. Look at this and winning. Why are you being so bashful? Because it, it didn't start out pretty, boy. I love a good redemption but story. It, but it, it, but it, uh, you comeback get, player of the year. Uh, did you yeah. get a pump teeny? I looked for him. I couldn't find him. It's at Vanderpump's restaurant. Lisa Vanderpump pump teeny. Oh, Leah would have. My daughter would have loved it. Bravo, big Bravo if guy I, here. If I instead that, yeah, <laughs> Puptini and goat cheese balls. Are yeah, the ones that, that Vanderpump is Leah's. Hey, like, there's still plenty of time. We got a lo- we got a late flight. Jeez. I'm staying here. I got my luggage with me, man. I I, I put mine at the bell desk, so I'm yeah. I'm going back. There yeah. you go. All right, fellas. I'm going to holler at Snoop Dogg. What do you got lined up today? Uh, we got a lot lined up. So we got Dean Blandino on. I'm going to ask him, is your job really necessary? Which network I'm, is he on? He's on Fox. He's on Fox. He's yeah, actually yeah. good. Yeah. Him and uh, him and Pereira are good. I don't get the other ones. Like Gene, Gene Ster- I'm, 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 I'm going to get him to say Gene Steratore sucks. No, I, this is the thing with Steratore. I, th- I feel bad for Steratore because I feel like Romo will try to explain something. Steratore comes on, and then Romo understands it even less. Yes. So, like, Steratore will say, like, well, he's in bounds because his knee is in bounds. Yeah. And uh, Romo will be like, so what you're saying is, <laughs> right. Romo if his hip had been out of bounds. Yeah. 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 All right. Yes, that's what I said. So, Dean Blandino. Yeah, and then we got uh, some Food Network stars. So we're oh, gonna okay. yeah, Lopez will. Are they Lopezel. bringing anything? I might I'll stick right around. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We'll All see. Right. Hopefully, right. good deal. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.